podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Some cars are comfy on the inside, but don't have power on the outside. And some cars have the horsepower, but none of the comfort. I used to think there weren't any cars that were the total package. But that all changed when I got my Honda SUV. It's rugged and sophisticated. And right now, Honda has deals on the entire Honda SUV lineup. CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, you name it. So if you're looking for a car that's the total package, the only place you'll find it is at your local Honda dealer. Hurry before they're all gone. All this week on NBC4, new products to new technology. Susan Hogan is showing you how local restaurants are changing the way we dine in and take out in this new world. Tonight at 6. A new twist on outdoor eating. A lot of it is creating flexibility. How one local restaurant is making their outdoor space mobile, giving you plenty of sunshine and social distance for a stress-free meal. It's all part of restaurant revitalization. Tonight at 6 on NBC4, working for you. Hello, good evening and welcome to the Fatback 4 Daily on Sunday night. It is the 8th of March, I think. And Liverpool stand on 82 points in the Premier League table. 25 points clear of Manchester City after their defeat at Old Trafford today. They're two wins away from winning the league title. And we don't know when they're going to do it. We try to make a prediction. But Liverpool Football Club will end a 30-year wait for a league title. That I can guarantee you. Here we go. And here we go, the Fatback 480 for your Sunday night. And after everything that's happened this weekend, massive sneeze in the background there from somebody. Uh, for, for everything that's happened this weekend, uh, Liverpool beating Bournemouth at home and Manchester United putting City away 2-0 at Old Trafford today. Liverpool stand on the brink of a fourth league title in 30 years. We've all seen this coming from a long way out, but it became very, very, very real today. So I think because... You know, we've gone through a little bit of a sticky patch. We managed to get past Bournemouth and then that happens to City today. And Liverpool stand two wins maximum away from the first league title in 30 years. With me, I have um, the man, the myth and the the man that just likes cabbage water. It is Keith. Keith, uh, it did become very real today, didn't it? It did, Gav. Yeah, I think uh, a lot of people are starting to sort of realise how close it is now. You know, it as you said, it's been close for a long time. The, the race... It's been a one-horse race for a long time, but we're getting there now. You know, it's at the stage now where can we win it without even playing a game now? If they lose lose the next two, we could, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it it really is there. And the way they're shaping up, you know, you wouldn't be surprised to see them maybe dropping points. Not, I don't think they'll be beaten twice, but I think they could drop points in one of their games. That It's just getting every, every bit closer now and it's starting to get a bit surreal, you know. As I said, we've been dealing with it for so long that it shouldn't be this um, this surreal, but I think it's starting to, everyone is starting to come around to it now. You know, some of us were thinking it for a long time, yeah, it's it's going to happen, it's going to happen, but now it's really starting to look like it's any day now. Do you, do you know the way we're like, we're, 
<coughs> we were sorry there's loads of comments coming in here and, we, and I will get to them um, and I'll, sorry I'll read a few before I get to the question to you two more wins Arsenal will get something against City uh, Wednesday meaning we could win at Goodison uh, that's the dream uh, Anthony Lundgren just shout Corona don't worry about it it'll be absolutely fine uh, let me see uh, the Coca noodles are in the pot as we speak it's time to celebrate says Dylan massive Love Sunday it. night for Dylan um, if they lose the next two it's done says Paragol Callan I don't think they are going to lose the next two Um all I'm focusing on really is just beating everything and then see where we are. I think it'll go down to Palace. That's my shout at the moment, but let's wait and see. But I think it's come into, come into sharp focus, Keith. Now look, don't get me wrong. We've gone from, you know, I think we go nine points clear to City when we beat them earlier on in the season and we're kind of going, that's great. And then I think we're about 13 clear, uh, when we beat Leicester on, uh, the 26th of December. And then we, we build up a lead. It goes 19, it goes 22. We lose a game, uh, but then, they aren't playing, so we go to 25 points, which I think, and they have two in hand. It's now 25 points, and they have a game in hand. And I think because of that little blip we had, and then just fighting for a win against Bournemouth, let's be honest about it, kind of, you're kind of going, yeah, are we back on track? And then that happens today. You're kind of going, it, it, the perfect storm of the weekend, isn't it? That That's really what it is. Uh, it really is, yeah. I mean, yeah, the performance, I don't think it was... Uh, that bad against Bournemouth, you know, it wasn't certainly wasn't great. It certainly wasn't back to our best, but I thought it was better than we, you know, the last few games we maybe struggled a bit more than we would have liked. But you know, to to, to get to that, and the talk was right twenty five points, but City have two games in hand, and by the time Liverpool play, City could have will have cut this lead down to, and people are doing the maths on what City will definitely have had the lead down to. Do you mm. know, I said that you're annoyed on the show. I fancied you know if they get something today out of City for some. I don't know. They they mm. look like they were on the. But you up. you were right. I was wrong because I didn't fancy them at all. Yeah, it was just one of them. I don't know. They're in a bit of form and they seem to have a bit of an Indian sign over uh, over City at the moment. And I just thought, you know. Everyone was assuming that City were just going to keep winning and winning, and the the proof hasn't really been there. They've not been great, you know. Well, we haven't been great. And the thing I'd say about Liverpool is, you know, name me any Premier League team that hasn't gone through a little blip. Do you know what I mean? And that's all we're in at the moment. Or any league winning doesn't have to be Premier League. You know, every team goes through. The best teams that win leagues go through a period of a couple of games where they struggle and they might drop a few points or they might scudder over the line in some of their games but you know they all do it and this is ours at the moment now the timing of it you know we could deal with it with the Atletico game on the horizon we could do it you know coming back in but maybe this is a shot in the arm that we needed for the Atletico game as you say perfect storm of a weekend to come out the boys must be sitting there now thinking right this is one hand on that trophy now and uh, we can look forward to Atletico we said it as well dear Nuykav if we can get past Atletico it all, the whole thing opens up again. Do you know what I mean? It really does. Do, do, you, do you know what? Like you're saying, it was better against Bournemouth, and we will touch on the game. But I think just the, the what's occurred today, kind of me and you spoke earlier about this. What we do on this show, and we just want to be excited, yeah. don't we? Um, yeah. That the actual football kind of goes away. You just want to get excited. Yeah. But the I thought of something earlier, and I thought, do you know something? City doing what they've done today. Don't get me wrong. If they'd have won today, right, and say lost in two games time and hand us a title you go fair enough but it would have been after the Atletico Madrid game yeah but what they've done today for me now it could be completely miles off and I usually am but I'm going to stick with it anyway because it hasn't failed me yet I'm still here 
I think they've sparked Liverpool back into life by what they've done today. For the simple reason being, the pressure's off Liverpool now. Because if City had kept winning, right? Now I know there's a massive yeah. gap, don't get me wrong. There's a massive gap, but Liverpool would have had to drag out. If, you know, it would have dragged out. Say, say Liverpool lost another game or two, it would have dragged right out past the City game and, you know, onto whatever games are after that, Brighton and, and Villa and things like that. And yeah. it just gets dragged out that little bit more and Liverpool are just waiting to get over the line. But what they've done today, they've given Liverpool an absolutely massive shot in the arm by going, listen, everything is on Atletico Madrid now. That league, they're gone. They're done with. Do, do you think, I think City have given Liverpool a massive shot in the arm, not only for the league because they wrap it up nice, easily enough now, you know, without any bother. But for the Champions League, they're going, Lads, we can just throw pile everything at this now because yeah. City are gone. Yeah, I, I agree with that totally. It's uh, it's as you, again going back to what you said. It is the perfect storm. I mean, I think Shawnee put it in the group earlier as well about um, or somebody put it in the group about them cancelling games um, due to you know by playing games behind closed doors and looking at that from April. The fact that City lost today meant that we can win the league wrapped up in March. You know, everything is just... Today is after throwing everything sort of back into place. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That That's worked out good for us yeah. and it has given us that The slog doesn't injection. feel a slog, doesn't it? Now? Yeah, exactly. It's it's and as I agree with you there. If I had have been, you know, after the Atletico game, that's, you know, the going into that with the mindset of nearly like fear... Even though I think we will win a home leg in the European game to overturn a one-goal deficit, that is like what Liverpool are all about, to be honest. But the form we've been in has been a bit worrying in that sense that you'd be, you know, going into it nearly with a bit of trepidation. Whereas now we are going in, as you said, we're going in with the the heads up. Do you know what I mean? It's like, right, the pressure's off. Let's go for this. The league is wrapped up. Let's go for this European Cup and see if we can get another one of them on the board. Mm. Uh, just to let people know, if you're watching this on YouTube, please hit the like button. It's very important. Air, air man that looks after all this, is la- you need to tell people to hit the like button, hit the bell icon so you know when we go live, and also subscribe. That's what to do. He's Apparently, he's going to check on all these on uh, Twitter to see if you've shared it onto your timeline, so don't make him go investigating you. Lash it onto your Twitter as well while we're here. Mega McC- Italian ask, is anybody worried about games being played behind closed doors? I think it will happen. Um, yeah, they think it will. I think it will happen. It's just a case of when. So yeah. Liverpool would probably be looking to get everything out of the way and maybe Palace if needs be. Um, yeah. That's the way they're looking at it. Uh, Juventus, Juventus versus Inter was played, of course, behind closed doors tonight. It was very It's strange. horrific. Said Stephen it's Kirby. horrific. It's, um, it's, it's not good. Uh, games... Behind closed doors takes away the home advantage, says Kevin Sullivan. It's a yeah. big issue. Uh, Chris Brack wants, reckons it'll be a 4-1 win on Wednesday night. Um, I like his optimism. I'll we'll, listen. We'll definitely give a we'll definitely give a prediction before. Um, yeah. We'll definitely give a prediction before the end of this show because the club is on tomorrow night, um, and then I won't be back on until the night of the show. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. But just this, just the way this has fallen into place, like. I want to talk to you about people trying to put this whole league title down, right? Yeah. Now, there's an ongoing... Big bugbear of mine at the moment, yes. Yeah. There's there's, um, there's an ongoing discussion in our WhatsApp group right now as we speak with regards to this. And the overwhelming feeling inside that group is, who cares what people think? And I get yeah. that. But is this everyone's worst nightmare coming through? Because, look, I'm 38 years of age, right? Um, I was 
whatever eight years of age when when we when we won great match cap, uh, when when we last won a league title, right? I remember winning it in eighty nine ninety. Yeah. Um, but when I got through, when I got to think back through those thirty years, I think of you know. Don't get me wrong, around 96, 97, we had a chance to win the league. And there wasn't much made of it. Ah, they're only six, seven years out, out from a league yeah. title. There's no big deal. Because of the 26 or whatever years United had to wait um, from the time Busby was in charge right until 92, 93. Yeah. But as this went on, it was, oh, you, you know, you're only winning the odd league cup. You're only winning the odd FA cup. 2001 changed that all a bit with the UEFA cup and obviously the two domestic titles. We went a couple of years and we win the European cup. Great. FA cup the following year. Great. And then it's... Then it's 2012 as a League Cup now until, you know, the recent period. But this feels like, this feels like it's the last stick that they had to beat us with. Yeah. And, and that's why they're all going apeshit over it. Isn't it very strange what people are doing? Yeah. Like, I seen a thing and I'm not, I didn't even, I didn't respond to it, but it was a, I, I, it was some Egypt that plays FIFA or something on Sky. And oh, yeah. he, he was saying like, uh, Liverpool are bottling that and no one cares about the league. And I, I kind of looked at him and went, well, why don't you care? Because I can guarantee you, on August 9th or 10th last season, when the season starts, you most definitely cared. It's just your club have let you down, and now you don't care, so it doesn't really matter what else is going on. Is it is it end of the world stuff for a lot of people? That's probably what I'm trying to ask you. It is, yeah. And I mean, for a lot, I shared that video on me, Twitter timeline, that clown saying that. And, you know, first, a lot of people don't seem to care. They're all talking about it. Do you know what I mean? They're all trying to play it down like it's some... Uh, some freak season, you know, and we've gone through it all. We've gone through VAR is helping them. We've gone through um, the divorce Premier League in, in living history, even though it's on par with every other Premier League position, boys, except for ourselves. We've gone through that. We're now going through, ah, oh, sure, these games are going to be behind closed doors. You can't shake hands. You can't do this. Sure, nobody cares about football anymore. Well, look, I care about football. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm older than you and I remember the last time we won the league mm. and, you know, I'll be celebrating that. You know, I care and everyone I know cares so I don't buy into this nonsense that's being peddled and it's being peddled, right? You get the clowns on Twitter that'll say it and you'll get, you know, Twitter's a, you know, it's a, a vacuum of nonsense on there and any old show you can say what you want but there's other, there's a lot of, um, People that should have a bit more sense are saying the same sort of thing. Do you know what I mean? It's 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 crazy. Uh, but uh, no, it's 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 doing my head in at the moment. That trying to play it down as being some sort of nonsense. Yeah, no, it's 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 mad. Like it's it's like Stephen O'Connor says, a title win at Goodison or a guard of honour at the Etihad. This is nuts, lads. It really is. Uh, Luke reckons everyone is rattled and he loves it. Um, let me see. Uh, Darren Dunbar says, after seeing the likes of Julian Dix, Koncheski play for Liverpool, we should be embracing these times. Uh, Royal fans are obsessed with us. Always have been, says own book. Dylan O'Rourke says, um, let me see. Th- this is no, uh, this no handshake stuff. Um, is ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, it is. Oh, oh, Scandalous. There's so much physical contact in a game, but you can't shake hands. A bit mad. Uh, let me see. Uh, stats also debunk the weak league. Weak league nonsense, uh, said Morbid Angel. The funny thing was, I was thinking back to this, and do you remember going back to, was it four years ago, Leicester won the title, 2016? And I would have said that was a poor league. Oh, it was a terrible league. Right. Me and my wife were only talking about this. You know, she's like, who was, who was chasing Leicester that year? I think it was Spurs and Arsenal. It says there was a lot of change and hmm. um, uh, turmoil that year. You know, I think that was Klopp's, Klopp had only come in that. 
that October, hadn't he, the year they won it. So we were only really uh, adjusting. But it was a poor, poor leg. They won it. What was their points total? 81, I think. Was it? I think yeah, they won so it on 79. Yeah. And they finished with 82 or something like that. So something yeah. along them lines. You know, it wasn't great. But the, the whole, the you forget about the actual football and the the, the games and the level because the story was Leicester a team came from nowhere and won now look we're not Leicester because we're the behemoth of a club you know what I mean we're not some small fly came from nowhere but our story is just should be just to celebrate it you know what I mean it, I don't want to say it's sleeping joint because we've won a lot of trophies over the years but this has been the one that deluded us for 30 years and the fact I don't think and maybe I'm paranoid just because I'm paranoid doesn't mean I'm not right, you know what I mean? Mm. I don't think we're getting enough credit or enough praise in certain parts of the media. Not social media. Social media is full of wallies, but in the media, I don't think we're getting enough credit. People mm. seem to be looking for us to fail. All year, they've been looking for excuses. Mm. Like Marbet Angel says, Leicester won the title with 81 points. Two more points than the treble winning United side. So, yeah. like, if you win it with 81 points, is it is it more, you know, competitive? You know, or is it a case of you won with 81 and the, the likes of Chelsea, United, Arsenal, City, Liverpool getting less than that is actually a bit ridiculous, you know, when you look yeah. for the whole lot of them to get that. Now, don't get me wrong, Leicester won a league, they fairly won a league, they played 38 games and they got the most points. You know exactly. what I mean? So, I don't know, like, you can shift you can shift an argument any way you want, you know. I could tell you that that was a weak league, right? I could see Liverpool doing 100 and nine points they can get, isn't there? Something like that at this stage. Yeah. Um, I could see Liverpool doing, say, 105 fragments, like, drawn two yeah. games. And people say, weak league. And I go, well, if you take Liverpool out of it, City will probably finish around the 85, 86-point mark. Um, yeah. City won it with 86 points, I think, to the year they beat us in 2013-14. Yeah. And no one said it was a weak league. Exactly. Do you know the, what I'm saying? The, so the, it's, the, it's, 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 I think these, and don't get me wrong, I think, when, like, when City won with 100 points, I don't. I never thought that's a weak league. I thought they're just fucking ridiculous. That's and so I didn't hear good. anyone else saying it was a weak league. You know Do you I mean? know what I mean? Didn't yeah. hear anyone else saying it was a weak league then when they were twenty odd points ahead of. Mm. Well, what they were doing by eighteen or something was it ahead of United? Something like that. Eighty two, I think United ended up on. Yeah. But you know, nobody was mentioning anything about it being a weak league. But all of a sudden, and that's it's very unfair. You know what I mean? For a team not to be getting the widespread acclaim because you can. Throw more context onto this again. You know, City won that league with 100 points. They were built up through heavy investment. Look, we all know what City were mm. built up by. They brought in the best coach in the world, who they thought, Guardiola. Got him in. Well done. They cakewalked the league and everyone praised them. And look, I praised them as the best Premier League team I've ever seen because they absolutely steamrolled it. I said, there's no Premier League team in the past. Man United's treble winners. Chelsea under Mourinho. None of them are as good as this Man City team. And I thought it takes something special to dethrone them. Mm. And we have absolutely kicked the shit out of them. You but know, you last season, we we the pressure we put on them last season to go to 97 points meant they couldn't take their foot off the gas. And that's after catching up on them this year. Mm. Like, like Chris Brack says, our title win shines a light on the likes of Man United, Spurs, Chelsea and Arsenal. As apart from United, they all have less spending power than City. So why can't they compete yeah. with City like we have? Like, you know, um, 
Morbid says people think the strength of the league is dependent on how Man United and Arsenal season pans out, but you could easily flip that and say United's success in the nineties coincided with Liverpool's decline. That's a really good point. Yeah. You know, that's a really, really good point. Lubak says when City had a hundred points, they were worshipped by the mainstream media. I think there's more to it. You see, Lubak, the way I look at it is, right? They, they could look at City with a hundred points and go, oh, they're brilliant. And they were. Don't get me wrong. They were an outstanding football side. An outstanding football side. And last season they were as well. But Liverpool has way more history to it. There's way more weight behind the league title for Liverpool. That's just a simple fact of the matter. That's just football. You know what I mean? Like Keith said, a behemoth of a club, you know, and when they come back and do that, people rattle and they really do rattle. Um, it's, it's just, it's just one of those. Luke says four English teams in the two European finals last year. It can suddenly become a weak league. I think he's right there as well. Jonah yeah. from the Financial Times on another show last week explaining how, how the gap from top to bottom has closed financially. And maybe has, I'm not too sure on that. Uh, Premier League, Super Cup, World Club Cup, and earliest Premier League finish and highest points ever, 103 plus, etc. That is a phenomenal marker that won't be broken anytime soon, says Maverick. I can't see it being broken. But you see, the thing is, people will say, oh, City have lost this amount of games and that's why Liverpool have looked so good. No. City have lost so many games and, and I, I genuinely believe this. Like you said, Keith, Liverpool put a pressure on them yesterday or last season, like I don't think anyone's put a pressure on them in winning the league. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong, they came from behind in 2012. I think they were eight points behind with six point games to go when they pipped United with that Aguero goal, right? Yeah. Um, it was nip and tuck with Liverpool, but they always felt like they could win more games than Liverpool. That's just the way it was, right? In yeah. 2013, 14. But last season was the one where from miles out, they were just chased and chased and chased. And it, it was the proper ding-dong battle. You know, Liverpool came in 2013-14, Liverpool lose the league by two points. But you have to remember, Liverpool, I think after beating Arsenal in early January, I think end up getting within five points of the leaders Arsenal. So it wasn't yeah. like it was a ding-dong between them and Arsenal. It was it was a mad season. Last season, huge pressure Liverpool put on them. I think Liverpool mentally broke Manchester City this season. And a yeah, lot of City's defeats great. would have been down to watching what Liverpool were doing. So to say City have been poorer, yes, they have. They've lost more games. That's simple. But I think they have mentally not being able to stand up to what Liverpool have done this season. I could be wrong. People might disagree, but that's what I feel it is. Uh, Stephen, I couldn't agree more. I well, couldn't agree more. No, I think you're spot on that. I, I, with that, Gav, I think it's, uh, you know, the pressure that we put on. It, you can't say that City, you know, right, they might have lost games, but they didn't lose games by suddenly becoming poor. They lost games because there was a relentless pressure on them from us. And, you know, all the other clubs should be, and the media should be lauding what Liverpool done. Do you know? Because, who wants to see a team running away every year with the financial backing that City have, with the financial doping that does go on and winning the league by 18, 20, 25 points? Who wants to see that? Nobody challenging. And that's what there was a, a chance of that happening. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Well, United were getting that busy, you know, scratching their arses for a few years till they got their fingers out. Because realistically, they were the only ones financially that could challenge them. Mm. You know, but Liverpool have done it and then they should be getting lauded by all corners for how they've done it mm. and how they've turned it around and how they've transformed to get them in the position that they are now. And that's what sickens me is they don't get that credit from other clubs, from the media, from, but not other clubs, I mean, but you know what I mean? The fandom and all that, they should all be saying, well, if Liverpool can do it without having to get a bleeding Arab or a, a Russian oligarch owner or the Chinese money, anyone can do it. Mm. You know, and, it's it's 
I just I, I know where you're coming from because when you look at Juventus in Italy, right? They have the biggest fan base. They have the most money. They go and win the league year after year after year. Yeah. Okay. Uh, if you look in Germany, for the majority of the time, Bayern Munich have the most money, the biggest following. They go and win a year after year. Now, they're in a bit of a battle this year, but they usually come out on top. I think they've yeah. won. Have they won five or six on the Trot now in, in Germany? Yeah. Uh, Borussia Dortmund they may do, have broken yeah. that with Klopp, but other than that, they, they've won. No, all. I think then Guardiola came in and then got a back, wrestled it back from Klopp and won a few in a row. That's what I'm saying. Won. The last time we yeah. had been Dortmund and, you know, they're fairly dominant. PSG yeah. is the same in France. Uh, even if you look at Scotland, it's Celtic just dominate yeah. there and have, are on, will win their ninth title in a row. But, yeah, like you can throw the stuff at, at the SPL that it's a poor league, but usually it's the person with the most money that that yeah. wins it, right? That's that's the way it is. When you look at City, you go, don't get me wrong. If City went and won four or five on the trot and they were banging in a hundred points every season, you go, well, it's not a poor league. It's just they're the outlier and there's no catching them, you know. So I think you're right. The credit has to be given to you know. It has to be given to Liverpool to go, okay, yes, you're a massive club, but you're still ranking way behind C in what you can spend because of the infrastructure and the way these boat clubs have been developed. Yeah. And for Liverpool to go and do that, it's, 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 um, I think it's an amazing feat. I really do. Uh, not to do it by, sorry for cutting across, yeah. you have, not to do it by, um, you know, a fluke. It's not like Liverpool have just come from nowhere. No, this, this is year. a bit, this is being built. This is being building and building and building. It's on the back of a 97 point season and winning the Champions League. And another thing that one mentions is the fact that we had to go to Qatar and play the World Club Cup in the middle of the season. Mm-hmm. We had to go, not that we had to, you know what I mean? But we had to go and play a Super Cup in Turkey the fourth week of the season against Chelsea and still come back and keep winning and keep the momentum going. You know, we, we've overcome a lot to get where we are. And I think we're entitled to be having a blip here, to be honest with you. I think they put the hard yards in, they've got where they are. But it's no fluke. It's no flash in the pan. This has built and built every year on that clock. Gradual, gradual increases. And to get where they are, no one can say, oh, well, Liverpool just, City had an off year, Liverpool just got lucky. We didn't get lucky. We've been building this and building this for a couple of years now and we're getting our just desserts now, our awards. And Dick, I was saying that the French government looked like they're about to announce that PSG versus Dortmund will be behind closed doors and a huge advantage there says in own book for Dortmund if they have to travel there with no fans. Uh, and Dick also says, but the sound of things, the Palace game could be in front of an empty stadium. I'd be very surprised if that happens, right? Yeah. Now, um, there's loads of stuff going in about, there's loads of stuff coming in here about who would just sign this, that, and the other. Um, we'll get to that. We will get to that because we've, we'll go for an hour, Keith, will we? Yeah, yeah. Let's oh, talk good. about what players we'd like as well. Why not? Yeah. And we'll throw some random stuff in at the end. Uh, people just want the coronavirus to go away. Uh, Luke says every season on the club is being clear, perfect. Uh, progression. Keith, we're getting that mad clicking noise in the background just to let you know. Uh, this is not a poor league. Just look at the clubs at the bottom. Uh, look how hard it's been. Teams have more money and more prepared than ever. Liverpool, Liverpool are simply the best, says Maverick. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's absolutely fine. Um, and you're, you're bang on with what you're saying. Uh, seeing someone say sports game could be off. Um, they are away in Germany against Leipzig. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, are the Germans pulling games now? I haven't heard that well, there, you the know. The Germans are playing league games today, so um, yeah, I thought it was more, I thought it was more France and Italy that were were shitting themselves over this. Um, but you know, the, the empty stadium stuff, right? Um, Palace, I'd be very surprised if Liverpool beat Everton next Monday. 
and that game doesn't secure the title, and it goes down to Palace at half five on the Saturday. Yeah, there's not a hope in hell you stop Liverpool fans going into that ground. Oh no! And I just mean by oh. a logistical fashion. I'll tell you yeah. why. I'll tell you why. It would be safer to have Liverpool fans in that ground than a hundred thousand of the torn about outside. Yeah, because you can guarantee there'll be a hundred thousand plus outside the place. Do you mm. know what I mean? Yeah, it's like I get. Don't get me wrong. This coronavirus for me, it's a serious thing, especially it for is. elderly and uh, people and stuff like that, and yeah. people with you know underlying health uh, issues. And that that's I'm absolutely look. That's that's common, common sense. sense. Yeah, that's yeah. common sense. But the flu is like that. You know what I mean? <clears throat> but at the end of the day, if you're going anywhere and you're willing to wash your hands. And you know, be hygienic in whatever way. You're fine. You're absolutely fine. You know, people yeah. walking around with masks. There's no point in wearing masks unless you have it. No point. Yeah. It doesn't do anything for you because exactly. you have to put the mask on with your hands. And if you put the mask on with your hands and you've fucking been infected on your hands, the mask is not going to make a difference to you. Um, let me see. East of Germany, east the eastern part of Germany, not affected massively by the virus. Is Maverick. Um, 18-19 European champions, 19-20 Premier League champions, says Stephen Kingsbury. He's just happy. Uh, Wacker says, I just want to win this league title ASAP because games will be behind closed doors after the Palace game. I think, Keith, would you reckon they're looking at it going, lads, we can't close the stadium if these are winning the title? Yeah, Do you reckon I mean, they're looking at it going, when Liverpool win this title, we're going to close stadiums and the likes of away to Brighton, uh, home to Villa, there might be a couple of games. Do you reckon they might be looking at it or something like that? Because I genuinely, like, people would say, don't be fucking silly. They have to close and they close and they won't care about Liverpool winning the league. But it, it could become a health risk, you know, for people outside the ground, 100,000 people turning up outside the ground for a game that's going inside because they're not willing to not see the team win a title. Yeah, I mean, I, I know what you're saying, like, but people say it's a stupid point. But un, unless it's a worldwide ban blanket on all sporting events, I don't think they they'll make that call, you know. And certainly on Liverpool, if they've two games to win the league, oh, we're going to put them behind closed doors now. Mm. You know, I just can't see it happening that quickly. I I think it will happen. I think mm. we are going to be playing behind closed doors, but I think it's going to be further down the line. Mm. You know, and I do think it's going to spoil some of um some of some of what we will be looking forward to. You know, we want to see. Liverpool getting a guard of honour, for example, in the game after they win the title, win the league. Mm-hmm. And if they were to get that off Man City, look, Man City are a great side, they're a great side of champions. They will give a guard of honour. You don't want it in front of an empty stadium. No. Just no matter what the reaction is, you do not want to see that. But it is going to happen. You mm-hmm. know, it is going to happen. But they have to start thinking, you know, is, is playing games behind. Uh, closed doors the only solution here because I don't know like Morbid Angel says the mortality rate is low uh, Simeone apparently yesterday saying the game on Wednesday should be behind closed doors he's of course he's it. saying that yeah <laughs> of course that's uh, what I was just about to say that we're lucky that there's no blank on this because it's going to be a huge advantage for us to get the crowd to try and lift it you know for the famous Anfield Knights imagine mm. the European Knight with no bleeding crowd yeah and and like Kevin Sullen says, the decision will be taken by government. It's not the league. If they do, then it'll be all event, um, all events in the country. Uh, kept behind closed doors will bankrupt a lot of lower league clubs. It could do. Um, in big news, uh, says Chris Brack, my daughter got player of the match in her only our third game for Rainhill United Junior FC. Female Rainhill. Jamie Carragher just going around lumping people. Let deadly. Uh, we're all Rainhill. for that. Um, 
yeah, absolute massive congratulations to Chris's daughter on player of the game. Uh, Owen Books is never ever buying a Chinese takeaway take again if we have to do before we close doors. That'd be brilliant, wouldn't it? Uh, we're not buying yeah. Chinese anymore because it was all, I blame Italy more than China. I'm being honest with you. Um, I hope it doesn't affect the parade. I want to meet you guys in Pop World. Uh, no problem, Avo. Uh, we'll be over, we'll be over there anyway. So whether there's a parade or not, we'll be there. Yeah. Don't be worrying about it. Um, There'll still be a parade. They just might not be an official one. Yeah, There'll be just, some sort of 800,000 people getting in one place. Yeah, exactly. Uh, let me just loads of stuff going in here. Uh, Antico says Wolves are playing behind closed doors on Thursday in the Europa. Who have they got in the Europa? Who are they playing? Jeez. I don't know. Oh, no, did they beat Espanyol or something in the last round? They beat Espanyol. Uh, I can't remember who they got. Yeah. There was a sharp corona increase today, says Lubak. But the thing is, like, the mortality rate is low. It's 2 to 3%. Flu is not 0.1%. Yeah. Uh, you know, it'd be interesting to see what happens with the Euro, says Ella. It absolutely will. Because, and like, then you look at Cheltenham. Then you look at, you look at, someone said there, the Grand National is in, is in yeah. jeopardy as well. But, again, is, is the solution stopping people from gathering? Because I'll tell you why, I'll tell you, I'll put it this simply, right? You'd have to close down city centres. Yeah. Right? Close everything. Right, because you're walking down the street, you have as much chance of someone sneezing on you or touching off your hand as you're going through a crowd in a busy city centre street as you do standing or sitting in a football ground. Yeah. You know? There doesn't seem to be any thinking involved, you know? They're, they're just well, rushing to, me, to this. To me, um, like JJ Bob says, 65 million people, just over 200 people have got it. Let's calm down. For me, the whole thing is they're just waiting to see how severe this gets, how many people get it, and then they're reacting. Yeah. Do you know what I'm now, saying? Now, I think it's going to get, like, it is going to be an epidemic. There's going to be, I know in Ireland, there's, there's not that many cases confirmed. 19. There'll be thousands. There'll be thousands confirmed in the next couple of weeks, I think. Like, it's there. It's going, once it's there, it's there. Mm. But, the as we we said there, you know the mor- the mortality rate. It's uh, even the the solution self isolate. Don't even go to the hospital. Just stay indoors. Mm. You know, yeah. just stay in. That's what you it. what you would do if you had the flu? Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. it's it could be a massive overreaction. Now again, I don't want that to be too flippant because people are dying over that. And mm. you know, I'm not saying oh, you know, some healthy person's no, life is more important the, than a, an elderly person no, no, or someone no. with a heart defect. And I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying, surely it can be managed a bit better and, you know, let's not all lose our heads over it. I, I just, what the point I'm trying to make is, if you're, I just find that, I'm watching this and I was saying to the lads the other day, it's like, in Ireland and anyway, it's like we're just going, ah, just, just say nothing lads and we'll see how many get it and then we'll, yeah. we'll just tell anybody that gets it to, stay at home and we might ring their friends to see if they've been in contact with them and that's it yeah. you know what I mean uh, let me see Jella Strubant says the team with Corona is that it's about double as contagious as the normal flu that's fair enough uh, China got on top of it by locking down cities Italy have locked down Lombardy Milan is the capital of that region shut down this is serious Italy uh, Italy where we are now I don't know what that bit, last bit means, but anyway. Uh, Chris Brack says, for Wednesday, I prefer midfield of Henderson, Genie, and I like Kate or Chamberlain. I think Fabinho form is too concerned to be risk versus Madrid. I think he 100% starts. Uh, yeah. We've people on trolleys now without a crisis. This is obviously in Ireland, in hospitals. Yeah, yeah we aren't ready for it. That's why we're just hoping That's it blows true. over and see what happens. Um, 
Maverick says, I think people need to maintain perspective. It's going to be an approach that evolves as if the situation changes for the worse. But I think, it, listen, if people stop going out and buying fucking toilet rolls, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. I, in the like, great by, toilet roll by, epidemic. By the pallet load. And just wash their hands, you know, stop hugging people and touching people and lying down with animals yeah. and wash their hands. I think you'd absolutely fly. Fine. You know. Um, exactly. <laughs> Yella Strubant says he needs to change his name on this. I like it. Yella Strubant. Yeah. Um, look. When you get a ticket for not wearing your seatbelt, it comes from the police. And from your mother. And your best friend. And your family. We want you to buckle up every trip, every time. Three out of four people ejected from a vehicle in a crash will die. If you won't do it for yourself, do it for us. We like having you around. Click it or ticket. A message from the Michigan Office of Highway Safety Planning. Touching on the bomber game. You know, it was a it was an improved performance, I thought. I think we looked yeah. like we had more energy. I was delighted to see Mane and Salah both score. Uh, Milner came in for Robbo. I think was a, a good rest for Robbo. I think Milner done quite well. And we he battled did. our way through to a win. And you could see the let off of emotion from Klopp at the end. He doesn't like doing this three cheers to the cop because the cameraman is literally on his shoulder while he's doing it. But it was a real let off from him as well. What did you think of the performance? Because I thought better, can get better, but was better. It was better, yeah. And on the Klopp thing, I think he was very frustrated, wasn't he, with um, the Bournemouth goal and the fact that it was given and he celebrated. Was it the equaliser or the, the one to put us ahead and he's sort of in the lines about a fart official's face, you know? Mm. He knew it was, uh, you know, when stuff like that's going against you, I think he it, it was not getting to him. Getting to him's the wrong way of saying it, but it was he was a bit incredulous that you know VAR brought in and we're getting this shoey, and to see it lifted was a huge relief, and that maybe got him to the crowd at the end and says, "Roy, it's trying to go, everything's against us, but we're not going to let it be against us." And it was just getting the crowd back on, back on side because uh, he's very much, and in some ways I don't like the way he curbs it. He's very emotional and connects emotionally with the fans, and mm. I love to see. Mm. I, if he, I want, love to see. You know what I mean? And I, I don't like when he doesn't do it. You know that way. He did. Um, he did say that he regretted his reaction to yeah. the equaliser in front of the fourth official. But having said that, and Megan McCallion says it, and Kevin O'Sullivan follows up, Megan says, shocking decision on the push on Gomez. Have you ever seen a worse referee in performance on Saturday? Says Kevin O'Sullivan. How in the name of Jesus can Callum Wilson run up behind Joe Gomez, who clearly is in control of the ball, push him to the point where Joe Gomez goes three feet beyond the ball and not see that as a fill? Yeah, and a lot of people were saying, oh, there's not enough contact there, there's not enough contact there. Well, there's contact there, and he puts him off, and he, you know... I don't know what the argument can be. You know that way, like it's a foul. You know, it doesn't have to be. He doesn't have to wrestle him to the ground for it to be a foul. Mm. And it just, it was baffling. And uh, Klopp was right, and he said it in the press conference when he did apologise. He said he showed the bomb at the fellas. I'll see it differently, and I'm sure he do. You know, I'm sure they're like, no, definite, no foul, no foul. Ah, uh, listen, he's now he, he's behind. He's behind. Uh, Gomez, right? He's nowhere near the ball. Gomez is going to play it back to Adrian yeah. and he just puts his arm into him and nudges him. Does, listen, Joe Gomez isn't doing that of his own free will. Exactly. 
And it, you know, the, you hear this shit about uh, oh, uh, there wasn't enough contact. Well, you know, it doesn't have to be huge contact to put you off. To you know, a, a slight nudge or anything can put you off. So, you know, foul is a foul. Doesn't mm. there's no levels or severity. It was a foul and it should have been given. Mm. But then VAR, oh, sorry, VAR isn't really doing its job there. And again, we saw again. If anyone watched the United City game today, it was a few dodgy VAR ones and mm. that. So. It's frustrating that still frustrating this season. But you see what you see. I'm not getting into VAR because no, I've, no. Said, I've said me bit of it, and I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Gonna I'm a go fan of it. it. It's I, just the idiots that are looking at it that have I, the, the problem. With the it. concept of it is a great idea. The way yeah. it's carried out is absolutely not. Yeah. But Carlo said it was a referee issue for me. Should not even need VAR. Correct. Yeah. Hundred percent correct. But what I will say is. Surely, if there's a big roar from the crowd and Gomez is looking, going, what's going on? And maybe the referee is crossing players as he's looking and doesn't see the nudge, just yeah. sees Gomez off balance and next thing, they're away playing football. Surely he has to go to someone or somebody goes to him and says, you need to look at that. Yeah. You need to, I mean, we believe that's you a can foul. always tell by a reaction, can't you? You know, yeah. nine times out of ten, if there's no contact there and Gomez just makes the balls of it, Gomez his reaction is to try and recover mm. it's not to stand there saying look what the fuck's going on mm. here Chris Brack says Michael Oliver was the VAR official and he's supposed to be our best official it was a, and um, he is y- yeah. you know uh, Owen Books is not sure how ref and lines are missed to push without even needing VAR to review it that's the big thing for me now yeah. don't get me wrong all goals are reviewed yeah. all goals are reviewed so they will go back to whatever point of the of the attack say when Bournemouth get it Right, because if Barmer played that ball up and that hits Callum Wilson on the hand, without yeah. pushing Gomez, and he plays a couple of phases and he scores, they'll take it back and go, "Well, you handballed her in the build-up three phases ago." That can happen. Yeah, you know what I mean. So the AR must have looked at it and went, "Oh well, uh, the referee thinks it's not a push, and we can't really tell the referee See, it's, it's not." It's so all this, this is where it's going from. Yeah. Clear and obvious. It's yeah. not clear and obvious, but yeah. it is clear and obvious. The cop they count. just don't want to overrule them on the. On the pitch, we're getting back to the start of the season now because yeah. there was a big Ferrara over this, and then they did start overturning them. And it was yeah. Grant, you know, you were looking at it going, oh, That's yeah. clear overturn, and he done it. And now they're going back the other way again. Um, the cop council says, Hoping Fabinho has a man of the match performance against Atletico to boost his confidence. I think he absolutely plays. Um, I think he absolutely plays that Aguero offside decision in the United game today looked dodgy. Was that his armpit? Yeah, it was. It didn't even look that close, to be honest. Mm. Uh, but they're saying that was. Uh, it was the. It was to tie up uh, the fact that they all stopped. You know what I mean? That mm. the the United players all stopped. That he said, "Well, fuck, we well, not give no, this." Well, you see, and look for an easy bleed now. Well, again, that's wrong. Tell me this and tell me no more. I was kind of watching it going in and out as we were having dinner. But was he offside? When they drew the lines, was he offside? I couldn't tell. You couldn't tell? No, I couldn't tell. He looked onside, but then he looked offside. I don't know. Right. So They do the lines whatever way they want to deal with them. You know what I mean? See all this stopping stuff and all because they yeah. stopped. Go back to Sheffield United against Newcastle earlier on the season. Yeah. And there's a ball flicked on and uh, Shelby runs onto it. And Sheffield United stopped. Shelby puts it in the net. Yeah. I think it's Shelby. Should never be stopped. And, it was Shelby. And yeah. he scored. And he gave the goal. Yeah. Because he was on side, the man that flicked it on. Yeah. So, what are you going to do? Carroll, wasn't the fella it? goes through on goal and he's on side, you just stop. We're going to say, yeah. oh, he stopped, lads. That's not fair. Uh, Luke says the on-field, on-field ref should definitely uh, make the final decision. He should. But oh. all it takes is VAR to say, um, you're wrong. 
or we believe you're wrong, you need to go and look at yeah. that. Go and take look a at look at it. it. Yeah. That's it. Take a look. Yeah. And then just go over, have a look at the monitor and say, right, because that's, and that's exactly it. You know, it's not like they're saying, oh, look, you've made a balls of this. It could be, you didn't see that. We've seen a replay. We've the advantage of seeing this slow down and we think you need to look at that. And he can go and look. At the moment, it's like they're afraid to do it. They're afraid to throw another ref under the bus. It's too much of a click. And I think they need to iron that out before it can really be successful. Okay. On books, as VAR was brought in because the refs were hopeless. Yet the same hopeless refs are running out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's fair enough. Uh, Kevin Sullivan confirms he was offside. Dylan O'Rourke with an update on... Um, Sunday roasts and Sunday carveries. He said he went to the yacht on Sunday, which is in Dublin. Dinner, uh, sorry, for Sunday dinner today, the place is scandalous. Tables like gold dust. Uh, oh, stop. Um, Keith, switch on that one. Uh, Lionsman should, Lionsman should keep the flag down when it's that toy, said Chris Brack. Well, that's what they should be encouraged to do. And then just let her go back and look at the video. And then nobody stops. Nobody yeah. stops. But then you can just take Lionsman out of it. You know, because half the time, throwing decisions that lines when I put the flags up for they're being told by the ref anyway a little nudge of the head one way or the other and they're giving it yeah. uh, but look off the football it, it was a, it was a good win um, you know it, it kind of blew the cobwebs away and of course the happenings of today made it even more sweeter exactly. well a lot of people uh, if you want to throw in random questions the last 15 minutes absolutely go for it um, I have one for Keith and I'll start in a minute with it but um, a lot of people here mentioning uh players we should sign obviously they're looking beyond this season because the league is more or less wrapped up but the Champions League is a massive thing as well uh, once the league is done but, uh, somebody said earlier Bill they're reporting that we could sign Werner and loan him back that sounds very strange to me Keith no what yeah no yeah. that sounds a bit blade mental doesn't it yeah. I mean I wouldn't have been surprised if he'd have done that in January mm. but not now now it's you know it's a transfer now it's a transfer now. We bring him in in the summer. You're not going to be loaning him back anywhere. Yeah, that sounds a bit crazy. It's a bill that just plucking that one. Or it could be that sport build. They're a bit mad. Aren't they? Those, those two of them in Germany. Yeah. I think build is is, the normal is respectable. The normal and sport build. build is a bit of a mad one. Like It's yeah. a bit of a tabloid job. So I, would, yeah. I reckon that might be a sport build job. Yeah. Uh, Avo reckons there should be a dedicated VAR panel. No refs on it. And then relay it back to the ref on the field to make final decisions. The problem you have there, uh, Avo, is that you will tell get people telling you that, uh, well, how can these people that aren't even referees make refereeing decisions? Um, for the sake, I know, I know where you're trying to be impartial and all that, but that's the argument you're going to get. And I probably agree with that. You need, you need professional people that can make decisions. Can you train them up and they're not referees? They're just VAR people on the rules of football. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah. you'd have to wait and see. Uh, let me see. Um, Stanley Higgins wants a cheeky punt on Willie Ann as a summer boy. Uh, do you expect, uh, Lalana and Klein to go? Yes, I do. Bell and Guy, oh, yeah. I really do. Um, 100%. let me see. Pargo Collins says that. Ronan Murphy bloke is reporting I don't know who Ronan Murphy is what's he reporting the the uh, loaning thing it must be a loan thing if someone wants to go and let us know Um, also um, we've checked up and not enough of you have shared this on Twitter you need to go and do that hit the three buttons share it onto your timeline the people on YouTube are doing a great job apparently of liking (laughs) so if you are watching hit the like button you know how it works Uh, let me see Chris Brack says Werner Kai Havertz Saka off Arson and a centre back of Lovren Leaves Mm, I think that's probably one too many in the Werner Kai Havertz thing. I think it'll only be one. Owen Bork wants Sancho, Sancho, and Sancho. Um, I don't know. I think Sancho. I don't know if Sancho comes to Liverpool and is happy to fight for a place in the front three. And for less money that he will be offered at the Luxia, you know, yeah. 
See, I think they're going to blow the blow the market wide open with wages, not even transfer fee. I think we can match any transfer fee, not a problem. And we can match any wages, not a problem. It's just not the way we're going to operate. So the rumours of United are offering Sancho 350 grand a week, well, that takes us well out of that. And rightly so as well. Yeah. yeah. You know, rightly so. It takes yeah. us out of that. But like, and, and don't get me wrong, money's great, right? Yeah. Um, everyone loves money. Um, It's great. But does nobody look at these things like, like say United or Arsenal, they don't seem to have a plan, right? Mm. It's 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 just fire loads of bullets and see what hits, yeah. right? Quick fix, quick fix. Do people not look around and go, they're just offering me that money because they want me, be, and, but they don't know what they're doing. Right? But this team over here are offering me not as much money, but they know exactly what they want to do with it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it, and he can see the, 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 I hate the term, but the project, you know what I mean? Like one is, um, you know, we'll play for Klopp, constantly doing well in European Cups, constantly doing well mm. in Premier League at this stage as well. You know, this is the, the team you want to go to, progressive, playing at Anfield. Like it has we have everything in our corner for this. Yeah. But I just think there's a not grade as such, but I think the amount of money that gets offered now is really is head turning. Mm. You know? Yeah. Um Dylan asked a question there and it's gone off my screen, but please put it back up because it was good. Uh, it's gone off my screen though. I might be able to try find it, but Dylan, if you can just copy and paste that back in, it'd be absolutely brilliant. Uh, let me see. Philip Billing would be my undercover, undercover signing. Big fan of the Dane. So was Chris. Chris is a massive yeah, fan yeah, of Chris's favourite. Yeah. Uh, Chris is best me. Uh, Werner Neves, Norwich left back and a left sided. And a left-sided centre-back cover for VVD. Well, the Norwich left-back could probably play centre-half, can't he? No, um, Jamal Lewis. Does he not play left-back? No, no, centre-back as well? he's only a left-back. He's is he only a left-back? left-back, okay. yeah. I'd already done a bit of uh, centre-half as well. They were next, uh, no. Milot Rashika for £22 million bargain. Don't even know who he is, Lewback. Don't even know who he is. Uh, Kevin O'Sullivan says, I think next season we change system to a 4-2-3-1. We'll have to wait and see. John O'Wan's Werner and Havertz is absolutely doable. Both fill big holes. This Havertz fella, yeah. I mean, I've seen him play a couple of times. Yeah. When I've watched him, I thought, well, yeah, real, real prospect. Is he the sort of fella that comes in and plays in the midfield three? I think he can, yeah. I think he doesn't at the moment. And it's... With Klopp and Klopp's Liverpool, you can focus too much on where they play currently and not can they fit in. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It was like Genie bought as number 10, has played as a, a box-to-box number 8 and even deeper since mm. we brought him. You know, like I think Havertz, they, when they look at Havertz, they're looking at, the key thing I think with him is the amount of ball recoveries he can do. You don't think about that type of player. You know, he gets compared with Ozil a lot for his for his style of play. But he actually is very good at um winning the ball back, you know. And I think if you can do that and you can run, you can get into the club team. Mm. In yeah. the midfield, you know. I think Minamino was another one. I, people were saying, oh, he's playing as the false nine, but he should be playing in midfield. Well, I don't know. I think he's one that maybe they are looking as a false nine alternative. <coughs> yeah. You know, the nearly the Swiss Army knife type of players is what Klopp will be looking at. So I definitely, I'd agree with Havertz and Werner would be two I would look at. Mm. Um, 
I, I would just think the money could be really spicy on Havertz. Yeah, I think, and it could be, and it will be on Sancho, and Werner looks the most thing. Own books as Ruben Venegra. Venegra being the left back at Wolves, I fully, 100% agree with you. Agree yeah, with you. I think, I, I just, the, the style of play he has, um, I, I really, really like the look of him. Just trying to look at him and Robertson as, because you want someone that can match what Robertson does, and he looks a player to me. I yeah. want Bruno Diaz, desperately says Oli. I don't know who Bruno Diaz is. I don't um, know. Is he off Benfica? I don't know, but he wants him desperately. Ali, if you want to tell us who Bruno Diaz is, uh, we'll absolutely have a look at it. Is Shaq injured or what's the crack? He was instrumental at the end of last season. Uh, Grizz seems to think there's been a falling out there. I think this injury's going on way too long. And I think I think you'll see Shakiri leave the club fairly early into the window. That's my opinion yeah. on it. Um, never to play again and the force the, the deal to be announced before the window opens one of them jobs mm. Owen Borg says had we signed Fekir and played him in a midfield three do you think that might have an effect on Trent and Robertson and the impact they have on the team I think it might because I think the way our midfield is so functional I think we look for our fullbacks to be the fourth and fifth attacker and our yeah. our our midfield do all the dog walk. Now, don't get me wrong. If you have a Kai Havertz that people have probably watched 50 times, listen, can he run around and press? Can he tackle? Can he chase people down? Can he do all that sort of stuff and then be just deadly on it as well and get in the box? If he can, yeah, we can do that, no problem. But it has to be a very specific type of player for me in midfield. And that's probably yeah. why Kevin Sullivan saying we go to a 4-2-3-1. We give that little bit more protection. And, you know, we maybe ask our fullbacks, you know, to be... Probably what they're doing now, but we're trying to get another fella up the top end of the pitch. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it could be what they really tried to do with Katie. You know, if Katie hadn't had have been um, more robust and more reliable, um, it, it's something that he might have looked at. You know, going with not necessarily yeah four two three one with the 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 Kate, the toy player pushed up that bit further. Mm. And I just don't think obviously. You see, I think the four two three one. Keith, I think that ends up with a Henderson Fabino, and then I think it's a Firmino in the ten behind the likes of say yeah. a Werner with Salah and Mane. That's the way I think that would go. Yeah. Uh, Parago Parago Callum wants to give eighty million plus Grewich for Havertz. Uh, people love this Havertz fella. Uh, John says yeah, Gav Havertz is quality. Seen him at least ten to fifteen yeah. times in the last two years. He has an X factor. He can play on the. He can even play as a right winger and a false nine. He has size. He won't be pushed around the Premier League. Yeah, so Jono, he's quite big. So what? Yeah, jo- what John O'Saint was there is he can play in the midfield three, but he can also play out in the right, or he can play as a false nine. So he's yeah. really good utility was. Well, you see, if Werner's going to be done and you're picking between Sancho and Havertz, I go for Havertz. For the money that's being mentioned, not even for the money. It, to I me, think it's a no-brainer. The way the way they both walk, I'd go for Havertz because if you're looking at Sancho, you're looking at a Salah replacement. Yeah. I think because Sancho plays, I think yeah. predominantly off the right. Yeah. And, and only Alan Shearer yeah. has scored more goals and more Premier League goals in his four hundred yeah. games than Mo Salah in yeah. Premier League history. So why people are looking to replace Mohamed Salah because there's a new shiny thing on the block is, exactly, is absolutely yeah. beyond me. Uh, Chris Brax says, extra goal track creativity is a way to evolve next season. So we turn these 13 wins by one goal this season into more comfortable wins. The argument that could be made is if you put an extra attacker on the pitch, do you leave yourself more open? And 13 of those one goal wins end up being five or six draws. You know, there's, there's loads of different ways of looking at it. I have got to the stage, Keith, I don't know about you, where I just sit back and go, wherever Klopp's decides, that's grand. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Yeah. You know, you're not going to question it too much, you know, that way. Mm. Right. Um, few more 
comments before we lash in the random question for the last 15 yeah. minutes. Uh, John O wants 50, Kate to plus 55 or 60 million for Havertz. Um, if we got a big offer for Bobby, do you think it might be accepted, says own book? No, I genuinely don't. Darren says, do you think Genie will leave after we won the league? May want a different challenge or experience elsewhere. We'll have to wait and see on the contract. A lot of people seem confident that that contract will be sorted. Uh, Dylan says he has the X Factor, uh, but how would he get on with the, on the voice? <laughs> that, of course, being about Kai uh, Havertz, it's a really good question. Milinkovic Savage looks a player when I've seen him strength power and skill his name's gone around a few times yeah he's a good player Milinkovic Savage but uh, he's one of these I think he's destined for Juventus isn't he Mm. Juve or Man United United were linked a few times Uh, Luke says Salah doesn't get the credit he deserves Kevin Sullivan says the only thing Havertz doesn't have is raw pace Klopp loves pace up front but if you put him in midfield and you can tell me he's as fast as I don't know Gina Wijnaldum for argument's sake or Oh, looks like Stade Chamberlain and he has all these attributes that everyone's saying listen he looks like a player uh, but do you know who I think he's similar to I think he's actually similar to De Bruyne and right. De Bruyne can play centre mid for Man City so I don't see why Havertz can't you know he's mm. quick but he's not too quick you know that way like, he's not lightning but he is he is able to move across the ground so I think he could do a job in midfield mm. personally Ella likes, Ella likes our from Leon. A lot of people yeah, think like him good. as well. Yeah, he's very good. Um, uh, thinks Mo or Sadio leaves next summer, not this one, the one after, obviously. Uh, midfielder off Brighton looks a carbon copy of Genie yesterday. Didn't see Brighton, so you'll have to give me a name. Yeah, which one? Uh, let me see. Megan says, need better quality in squad because Salah and Mane will miss six games. That's a big thing. Firmino doesn't yeah. have pace and Harrods is faster than him, says Parago Colin. Well, there you go. Random questions. Keith, um, Oh, I make no bones about it. I do a lot of stuff around the house. I love polishing and hoovering and doing all them bits of pieces. I've no issue yeah. doing that. Is that one thing in the house though that you go, I just hate fucking doing this? Uh, yeah, right. Yeah, I, right. I hate cleaning the windows, right? And that's my sort of job because right. I live in an apartment yeah. on the third floor. Right. So it's a, uh, doing the bedroom ones, you know what I mean? I'm not great with heights, you know, yeah. when you look over, I grew up in flats and all, and you look over the balcony and you get a bit, ooh, a bit sketchy when you're up higher. Yeah. So when I'm cleaning the windows and I'm sort of leaning out and I'm like, get a bit worse for wear at that. So there, you know, I, I put it off and put it off as much as I can. Did you ever see that thing they have where you can like put something on your window and then you can put the other thing on the outside of your window and it's magnetic and it, you drag it around the window to clean it? No. Never see them? No, Do you must have a, look out. Yeah, you see them on all these infomercials. It's basically like a square pad, right? And yeah. then there's another square pad, but you put one on the inside of the window, and then you just reach out the window and line these two up. So they're on opposite sides of the window. And you do it from the, the inside? Yeah, and there's like, there's like, there's like, obviously you put washing liquid or whatever into it. Yeah. And as you pull it around, it cleans it, and then there's like a piece on it then that goes around and squeezes it. So you don't have to leave. Ah, that could be, be the future. That could be the answer be, for me. You don't have to be hanging out of your bedroom window with a harness on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no harness. It's just uh, hanging on with the hands. It's a bare grills job. Uh, Dylan O'Rourke hates doing the dishwasher. Uh, Avo hates ironing. Uh, Parik hates cutting the grass. I love cutting the grass. See, I always lived up in the air, so we don't have grass. Yeah, but look, I, I, I don't have a front. I have parking space out the front of my house, but at the back of a, a decent-sized garden, but I did put decking on half of it. So I have an average size bit with grass on it right but I go out there now and I'd literally just put my earphones in lash it up to the highest and go out and cut the grass or power hose the deck and I love all that a bit of you time yeah Chris yeah. Brack hates washing the dishes just get a dishwasher Um I'll tell you what one I hate right now we live in Ireland 
so we don't you know like when we get a day where it's lovely and dry and breezy and you go oh there's great drying out yeah and you're able to put stuff out on the line yeah, yeah. to dry it's very rare you get those days in Ireland you know if we get a really good day we nearly call a public holiday for it right yeah. Um, I so we have in one of the spare bedrooms we have one of the spare bedrooms you swear I'd four or five spare bedrooms I've one spare bedroom <laughs> Um, we have like what we call a clothes horse yeah you know yeah. what they are. Um, oh, yeah. Right, so I fucking hate going up and hanging clothes on it. Yeah. Yeah, I just cannot fucking stand it. I'll hang stuff on the washing line, no problem. But you see this thing. Is it the noise of the... No. My clothes horse has got, like, you know, little steel things on it and maybe... Yeah, yeah they just it just stands out, like, and you just hang the stuff across top and then you hang it. There's yeah. actually bars on the legs. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just, it does me head in and I did me nearly coarsen the amount of washing me put on. I just want enough washing to put on the top bars. See the bars on the yeah. legs? I don't want that on them. No. Like I try too to, much. If you're having to hang it on the legs, yeah, you've too much washing. Yeah. Owen Walk says cutting the grass is really satisfying. Parley says he's a half an acre with a push along. He must have a half an acre and he's pushing uh, a llama. Well, yeah, that's fair oh. enough. But plenty of time out there. Stick on They're podcasts. Skilled, um, yeah. I'd love to hear Grizz's pay. It would be something really random. It probably is. Like, oh. He's an absolute head case. If anyone listened to the show the other night where he was going on about the paint, um, it was absolutely yeah. brilliant. I've listened back about 10 times. Yeah, uh, Chris Brack says he has one of those clothes horses and he hates packing it too. Uh, clothes horses is like a game of twist are impossible to use. Just genuinely, if I'm in the house and I know I'm putting the wash on and I'm going to hang it up, I just pick about 14 things out of the basket. Nearly count them in. You know what yeah. I mean? And then, See, I live in an apartment and grew up in a flat, so I'm used to clothes horses. We didn't have washing lines, you know what I mean? So mm. I'm a, a master at them at this stage. I squeeze everything on. Anything that you can hang any little bit of like clothing on gets yeah. thrown on. Yeah. So it doesn't bother me as much as it does you. Yeah. Uh, and my wife likes it to be hung on the clothes horse with the door closed and the window open a little bit. And if you hang something on the landing outside, it's like, oh, we're going to have damp and we're all going to die in pneumonia yeah. and all sorts of stuff. So it's, um, it's a bit mad. Lubak happy. <laughs> Lubak uh, hates cleaning the fridge freezer. Um, I don't mind yeah, doing that's that. That's a pox. No, all you a need pox. is a hairdryer. Yeah, I know. Genuinely. No. Do you know what to do, right? You have. You have a a free trees that there's probably three or four drawers in it. Yeah? yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what you do is see all this put hot water in trays and all that shit. Don't be minding yeah. that, right? Get yourself two bacon trays out of the oven. Right? Yeah. Put one in the bottom tray and put one in the second from top tray. And get yourself a hairdryer. Turn the hairdryer on to middle heat and full fan and just point it into the fucking fridge freezer. You'll be done in a half an hour. Right, all the water falls down. It goes into one or two of the trays. You empty them out. You might need a tea towel on the ground outside the door of the fridge. And I swear yeah. to God, lads, if the wife goes out for three hours and says, "Will you do the fridge freezer?" You get it done in half an hour. You sit down and chill. And then just before she comes home, you just walk down the hall with your tea towel in your hand, going, "Jeez, just finished that. It was it was fucking hard." Listen, a hairdryer does it in a half an hour. Um, Darren Sherlock says he's seen that window yoke with the magnet advertised in America in 1980. <laughs> Looking amazing to a kid, but haven't seen it since. No, it's, it's still going, man. You see them on the infomercials. It's literally, it'd be great for you, Keith. I need it. it. Literally, you just drag yeah, it around the it. window and it just cleans it and squeezes it at the same time. Um, Avo says he uses a mallet and a scraper to do the freezer. You're, you're doing it all wrong. Plug the fucking thing out. Leave it for about 15 minutes and just get a hairdryer to it. It just melts everything. 
Absolutely. See, I got stitched up. I bought mine and was told it was a frost-free thing that you never oh, have to self, start to do self-defrost that. Self-defrosting one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't yeah. work. Yeah. I have, a self, I, have, I have a self-defrosting one as well, but I've never tried it. But having yeah. said that, having said that, I think it does work because I have my freezer, new one about a year and a half, and I don't think I've ever defrosted it. And it's not like the drawers aren't, you know, when it gets really bad, you can't even get the drawers open. Yeah. This is just like, yeah. yeah, this seems to work, this one. So there you go. Yeah, um, there you go. Dylan asked a question earlier. If you could choose the size of your partner's breasts, but you had to have a set that matched, what size would you go for? Now, that's a bit sexist because there's a couple of women on this chat. So if they yeah. want to go with other body parts, they absolutely can and answer that. Um, but what size would you go for, Keith? I've got big jokes myself, so I think... Uh, I wouldn't change that. Yeah, keep yeah. it as it is. She's probably looking for a reduction then, anyway, because she wouldn't want them like mine. So <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think this might benefit my missus more than it will me. Okay. Yeah, I think I think the same. I think the same. Um, let me see. Uh, cleaning a fish tank. I don't like doing that. Yeah, bleeding stink, don't they? Them bleeding goldfish don't last. No. Matter how much you look after them. You, you That's know, why they stink. Smell of death off them. Yeah, but they, they die, stuff. right? They die and people go, didn't feed them enough. Then they don't, then you, you feed them. You fed them too much. Yeah. The water was this. You didn't change. I was changing water every couple of days here. The fish were just dying. Yeah. And it's I mean? a lot of, uh, a lot of investment, isn't it? In yeah. fish. And then too have, much for, for their, their rewards don't, don't, uh, pay out at all on them. And then, and then, then you have to, like, you know, if it dies and you go, you're sitting there at night watching the telly, it dies and you go, oh, for fuck's sake, the fish is at the dying. And then you have to try run up to the pet shop, replace the fish with a lookalike without your kids noticing yeah. so they don't think the, the thing has died. You know what I mean? It's oh, all, it's, 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 yeah. it's mad. Dylan O'Rourke says, foolish. his missus has three freezers. How much frozen produce do you need? What's she doing? With three yeah, freezers. What the fu- Three freezers. Now I've heard of people having a free freezer and maybe a chest freezer out in a the spare shed. A spare one, yeah. It's you know a big three. Is she, is she one of the Waltons or something? Yeah, or you know one of these uh, Hannibal Lecter types. You know, keeps body parts in it. Oh Could yeah, be, or, might want to watch her, Dylan. You might want to yeah. check them freezers and just see if there's no bleeding limbs in there or not. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have a more risky question. If you fancy it, throw it in there. If I don't like it, I won't read it. Um, <laughs> that's that's basically it. So looking forward to it. Let it go. Well, the, the people throw in the last few questions. Um, as I said earlier, I think the the, the happenings over the weekend have made Liverpool click. Yeah. Um, what do you see for Wednesday? I think it's going to be a, a typical European night at Anfield. Mm-hmm. I think the crowd are going to be up for it. I think the team are going to be, uh, as you say, a little shot in the arm for the team based on what happened this weekend. I think if we want to look at a team selection, I think right, we know the keeper and the back four, I think, will pick themselves. I think Milner might get a game in midfield now on Wednesday just for having that sort of cool head. You don't want to be too maybe emotional without Henderson in there. I think Fabinho will play and I think Gini will play and then I think the three lads will be up front. Mm. Prediction? I think we'll win 3-1. Okay. Uh, Kevin Sullivan says, that journalist is an Irish lad who covers the Bundesliga for goal. Never heard of him, either of I. Uh, Parlick says, when he was five, he took the fish out of the tank for a minute or two, probably just to have a look at it and say hello and he put it back in and it died the next day. That shit, that shit definitely happens, Parlick. Yeah. They're meant to live in water. You know, if I put yeah. you in water for a minute or two, um, you die as well. <laughs> so uh, it's one of those. Uh, Yell 
Oh, he's gone off there. Yeah, he was, he was basically saying uh, fly home from Manchester um, on the Tuesday after the parade or supposed parade that's meant to go ahead. Hotel in Liverpool or um, Manchester, Troy Manchester, Liverpool is just off the scale in cost for that weekend. It really is. You're probably better off staying staying in Manchester and if there's a couple of you sharing a taxi down or, or whatever train down because the, the cost in Liverpool that weekend I can tell you is off the charts um, one of the greatest European nights fingers crossed is Stephen O'Connor could you see 6-7 to seven in the summer Lalana, Shaka, Rigi, Wilson, Lovren, Brewster, Shiravella, Adrian uh, Carius the squad will definitely need bolstering it's a lot of people out it's a lot of people out you still there Keith? Oh yeah, I'm here. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, you could. Yeah, you just sound yeah, like you, yeah. you pissed off at me there. To be honest with you, no, no. Um, Lou back reckons um, uh, that the tree freezers. Uh, she's stocking up for the coronavirus. Apparently, the shed is full of drink. So um, there oh. you go. Uh, let me see. Have my goldfish eleven years. Eleven years. Yeah, and he had ah, two for eighteen. Yeah, two for eighteen years. Years. I listen. I've I went through about ten goldfish here, and if we had them for two months, I was delighted. You were doing well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Kevin Sullivan says, if we concede, we're in real trouble. Nobody has scored more than two against this season. They're a harder game than Barcelona for him. Uh, need a clean sheet. Hendel's fist, says JJ. Uh, one thing is, they could panic if we score early. I think I'm looking forward to this. And I've tr- I, I've kept it off my radar um, because I was trying to look game, or game by game. But now this is the game. Until this one's over, we don't look for everything, in my opinion. But... Um, I agree with you. I think it's going to be one of those European nights where the place is going to be on, like, rocking. Absolutely rocking. Especially the way we didn't play well in the first leg. We had a little wobble. What's happened yeah. over this weekend, Simeone jumping around like a lunatic over there. Their celebrations afterwards as if they'd won the Olympics. Um, I I think it's going to be a really good game. I think they score, but I, I agree with you. I'm going to go with 3-1 to Liverpool. And I fancy us to score from, with a defender of a set piece. I don't know if you can go. Um, I don't think if you can get a bit on that, but I'm going to go with that. Uh, start Shiravella Wednesday night for the cracks his own book. That would be no crack. Um, that would be <laughs> absolutely like no crack. Yeah, I do, but that would be no crack. Um, Dylan's question, I can't answer. ask it, Dylan. I'm being honest with you. A lot of people on screen will see it, and they may want to answer it, but I can't read that out. I'm sorry. <laughs> Lubak, I got 1-0 after 90 minutes, and Bobby scores the winner in extra time. Great show. I like that. Um, ambitious, but I like it. I'm looking yeah. forward to seeing Klopp, and Klopp getting his own back on Simeone come Wednesday night. Klopp will feed off what's going on there. They're going to come, and they're going to say, right, lads, like like Kev said, no one scored twice against us this season. We're going to go in there, and if they score once, we're still in it. And if we score once, you know, they need more than, they need three. So, yeah. you know, we're confident in that. But I think I think he's right. I think if we get an early one, they might get rattled, but they might stick to that plan, and then we get another one. And then they have to come out, you know. I could, I could be wrong. Did they blow a 2-0 lead last season against Juventus? And um, they were 2-0 up in the first leg. They I think, might have done. They, they got beaten in the second leg, yeah, something like that. I think they might have done, yeah. I think they might have done. I um, think all the talk coming out of them is, as being said, you know, the carry on out with Simeone and all <laughs> the, the talk about from their president, from Simeone himself, in the aftermath of that. It seemed a little bit, 
don't know, a little bit um, small time the way they've gone on. I know I'm a huge fan of Atletico and Simeone. I think they're great. And while their their style of play isn't, you know, aesthetically the best, it's very effective. Yeah. But I just think some of the stuff they're saying, and even this stuff with Simeone saying the game should be played behind closed doors, you know, I think there's little uh, cracks starting to come in. I think if we can get the goal early, I think we can really rattle them. And like I said, I think three. Luke wants uh, Gomez to score. Um, oh, I'd love to see Gomez get a goal. I want, to, nice I, I want one in the league, though. Uh, yeah. Hector, let's see. Hector question of a Sunday evening. Sorry, Kev. I think uh, Kev wasn't impressed with Dylan's question. Uh, <laughs> Retro Unlim says, yes, Ronaldo Hattrick, 3 0 second leg. And Yella says the same, 3 0 Ronaldo Hattrick in the second leg for Juventus against Atletico. Um, but look, I think that's us. I think that's it. The club will be back uh, tomorrow. They're recording tomorrow evening and should be out for you tomorrow night. It should be a really good one. I think it's Andy. I think it's Dicko, Gar, Barry and Robbie are on tomorrow yeah. night. So that'll be recorded tomorrow night and out for your listening pleasure. Hopefully before midnight tomorrow night as well. I will be back on Wednesday after the game. I think Keith is going to join me after that. Hey, Keith. Yeah, 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 why not? And I think um, Chris Brack is probably on the chat there, and I'm going to ask Chris to come on and talk to me after the game as well, unless he's going to it. But we will sort something <laughs> out. Kevin Sullivan has Trent to assist and VVD to score. Uh, Avo wants to see some dirty tricks if we go 2-0 up. Listen, let's get to the game. Let's see what we put on the pitch, and let's see how we get on. But listen, it's going to be one of those nights at Anfield, and whatever happens, happens. Um, as I said at the start, Liverpool are on the brink of the fourth title in 30 years. Nobody's going to stop them. If City fail to win both their games, um, we could be champions before playing again, realistically, but it's, I don't think that's going to happen. But if if City um, were to draw at home to Arsenal or at home to Burnley, or Lewis, sorry, they need to lose one of those games. Yeah, Liverpool they need can't. to get four points, don't they? They need to get four in yeah. the next two. Yeah, Liverpool could become champions by beating Liverpool at Goodison Park on Monday the 16th of March. People have asked me, do you want to win at Goodison? Do you want to win at Anfield? Anfield, to be honest with you, but second best is definitely Goodison. Keith, thanks yeah. a million for joining me. It's been a pleasure, pleasure as, always. as always. Yeah, indeed. Same here. Good stuff. That's been it. Talk to you soon. Over and out. Some cars are comfy on the inside, but don't have power on the outside. And some cars have the horsepower, but none of the comfort. I used to think there weren't any cars that were the total package. But that all changed when I got my Honda SUV. It's rugged and sophisticated. And right now, Honda has deals on the entire Honda SUV lineup. CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, you name it. So if you're looking for a car that's the total package, the only place you'll find it is at your local Honda dealer. Hurry before they're all gone. Turn off your laptop. We're on staycation. I'm on TotalWine.com. They have so many rosés, chardonnays, and proseccos. It feels like a real vacation. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more. Sports Social Podcast Network.